What's up, everybody? I'm Sarah. I'm Shauna. I'm Sam. And I'm Bobby. And this is Speaking of Missing Persons. everybody to another episode of speaking of missing persons and welcome to all you new listeners before we get started on today's episode a little bit of business we have two other shows you need to check out speaking of murders and speaking of hauntings if you like this make sure you're checking those out you'll probably like those if you want to see photos associated with today's episode we will have those on our social media Um, our Instagram and our Facebook. Those are both linked in the episode description and the show description. But in case you don't feel like looking, that's Instagram.com slash MissingMurderedHaunted. We have a Patreon where we post bonus episodes every other week. So make sure you're subscribing to that so you're not missing out on those. Um, I'm actually going to be telling a Patreon episode, a missing person, uh, here in a few weeks. So... Make sure you get subscribed so you don't miss that. Um, And that is also linked in the episode and show descriptions. But again, in case you don't feel like looking, that is patreon.com slash missingmurderedhaunted. Other than that, don't forget to leave us five stars wherever you're listening. Leave a comment, leave a review, you know, all that stuff. Share it with your friends, your family, whoever. um, So we can get this out to more people and they can hear these stories and hopefully help us find some of these people. And if you have a case that you want to hear on the show, send that to our email, missingmurderedhaunted at gmail.com. So, all of that stuff said, Shauna, tell us about a missing person. Loved you. Stealing Sarah's line here. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say, if you want to pull up a map, buckle up and pull up a map. Yeah, we got a, a map pulled up here. From what I understand, this kind of happens in three different counties yeah and it'll make more sense if you're looking at the map so we'll post that up in the pictures on uh, instagram yeah that makes sense we're gonna talk about a 19 year old boy named brandon swanson today brandon was born and raised in marshall minnesota which is in lyon county he graduated from marshall high Marshall High School in 2007. He then went on to study wind turbines in at Minnesota West Community and Technical College in Canby. Okay, well, that's pretty cool. I mean, that's pretty forward thinking. And I'm going to let you know, Canby is a 35-minute drive from Marshall. Okay. Classes ended on May 13th, 2008 for the ap- academic year. Brandon went to celebrate um, with friends afterwards, but he stayed, he was staying to celebrate in Canby. Okay, so the story starts in Canby. Yes. All right. He ended up going to two different parties that night. One was a, okay, we're graduate, like we're, we're over with the, the year for a little while. Let's have fun. And the other one was a send off for a friend. He did have 
a few drinks, according to people around him, but not enough to be drunk. Okay. He then left Camby to drive home, which is 30 miles, which, like I said, is a 30 to 35-minute drive to go home, like, right before midnight is when he left this, this, this party. Which looks like he probably drove... Right down uh, State Highway 68. It is a straight shot, yes. You would think that. Mm-hmm. A little before 2 a.m., he had called his parents from his cell phone to ask for a ride because at 1.30 a.m., he had driven his car off the road and into a ditch. It was said that he had tried to call friends for a ride but couldn't get a hold of any of them. So... We're at like 2.58 or 1.58 in the morning is when he calls his parents. Okay. So pretty much 2 o'clock. Yes. He told his parents that he wasn't hurt and that he really just needed a ride. So Annette and Brian Swanson, his parents, hopped in their truck and started driving towards the location Brandon described being at. So he wasn't even sure where he was. Where was he telling he was at? He was describing, it didn't really say, but, like, he was where you would have thought. Somewhere on 68 is okay. where he thought that he was. Gotcha. But he didn't know in what town or county or any of the above. So he was just trying to give them a general location. Is he, like, just giving them landmarks or whatever of what he's seeing in the middle of the night? Yeah. Okay. The whole drive, Brandon... And his dad are on the phone with one another. And the calls was said to have dropped here and there, but they would immediately just call each other back and get right back on the phone. Brandon, at this point, had decided to stay with the car to try to make finding him easier. And so they had decided that when they, like, basically saw another car or whatever, they would try flashing the lights to flag each other down. But neither one of them were seeing each other. Okay. So that's when Brandon was like, okay, well, I'll just try to walk to Lind, which is below Marshall. Right. Because he could see flashing lights in the distance and was pretty sure that it was Lind. Like, that he was closer to Lind. Okay. Well, Well, that's interesting already. Yeah, because if he's basically describing somewhere on 68, he wouldn't have even made it to Marshall and Marshall is kind of um, if you think about it like Marshall is kind of a hub with all these roads going into it Lind is on a road that goes kind of southwest and 68 runs northeast so he would actually have to drive into Marshall and then get on a different road to go down to Lind. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, he would have to go through his hometown to even get to Lind if he was on 68. Right. That doesn't make any sense. Okay, before we go any further, I would like to point out that my major red flag was that this is a 35-minute drive, and he has now been away from this party for an hour and almost two hours. When When he... drove the car into a ditch it had been an hour and a half so where was he for that hour and a half hmm. okay that's something else to think about now okay so i will i'll say from what i know people think that he did not take 68 i was originally say, 
because of the fact that he had had a couple drinks, they thought he went was going around back roads. I was gonna say, I wonder, yeah, if he was going like, but that calling down it, it, like it, seventy five in the direction. It's of impossible Ivanhoe. for that to be a thing. Yeah, it's, and we'll learn why. Okay, it it gets even more confusing. Okay, so that's when. Brandon had told his dad that he would just walk towards Lind, right? And he asked his dad to meet him in a bar parking lot because Brandon knew where it was. His dad had agreed, and while still on the phone around 1230... 12.30? 2.30, I'm so sorry. So basically, his dad turned around and started heading to Lind to meet him in this bar parking lot. They stayed on the phone the entire time. And at... 2.30 a.m., Brandon interrupted his own self-talking and said, oh, shit, and then never said another word. Like, that's all they heard was, oh, shit, and then the call dropped. Okay. He had been describing to his dad what he was seeing, which, yeah, I'll get there. So they try to call back and call back and call back and call back. Now... The thing about that is, is the phone was ringing. It wasn't like going straight to voicemail, nothing. It was actually just ringing until it hit voicemail, which means that the phone was still on and it was still working. Right. Okay. By morning, their calls started going to voicemail, meaning that them calling repeatedly probably killed the battery on his phone. That's how I took that. Yeah, yeah, the I phone mean, died overnight. And yeah. you also have to note that they were on the phone with him for 45 minutes. 48. 48 minutes. 48 minutes. If he's on 68. They could have drove the whole thing. They could have drove the whole entire thing. Yeah. And they didn't see him. That would be the last time anyone would hear from Brandon. Was that phone call. 6.30 a.m., Brandon's parents would report him missing, but giving, given the fact that he was 19 years old, the police would be a little standoffish about filing a missing persons report. As uh, they do. Annette, his mother, said that she overheard one officer saying he had a right to be missing. Well, I mean, technically he does. As bad as that sucks for a mom. Yeah, but that would assume that he... he left on his own. Uh, right, instead of doing what happened where he's trying to get back he's on the phone with them saying hey i'm trying to get back but i went off the road please come get me which is why any theory they've had about him leaving on his own has failed to hold any water yeah is because he was trying to get home yeah no i there's nothing here that would indicate that he was trying to walk away in any in any absolutely not he was trying to... He was trying to get home. Tell yeah. his parents where he was to help, to get help. The Lind police started looking for Brandon later that day around noon. But they didn't find him in Lind anywhere. Or out of Lind anywhere. So they asked uh, the help of Sheriff Joel Dowl. Dole? I'm going to say Dole. How's it spelled? D-A-H-L. Doll. 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 Yeah. Who was... So he was the sheriff of Lyon County. Like the... Yeah, the whole county police department. Yeah, that's where Marshall and Lind and the... About half of Highway 68 is is in that county. 
So now we have Joel helping out. Joel has now pulled Brandon's cell phone records to see like where his phone was. And this is where shit gets really confusing because the phone had pinged on a tower in Taunton. So okay, Taunton, so he wasn't on 68 then. Taunton Which is the halfway point in between Marshall and Canby. Right, yes. On 68. I like how they think they have it figured out. It's crazy, okay? Well, yeah, no, so I'm just trying to relay that to people that aren't looking yeah. at a map so they understand. Yep. Yes, it's the halfway mark. Yeah. And it's on 68. So... Uh, Taunton would be about 25 miles from Lind, making it about a 25-minute drive. Right. Because you can take all highways there. Right. Brandon's car was found 30 minutes after they started searching. Now, this is where she really uh, it fucks me up. Let me like, guess. It's nowhere on 68. Actually, it's at the border of Lincoln County and Yellow Medicine County, which is well, that's almost where, damn near where Camby is. That's pretty much yeah, where he started. Uh, that's a little town called Porter, like yeah. right outside of Porter, which is still on 68. It's, it's in between it's Taunton and Camby. still on 68, but he was nowhere to, like, n- heard nothing from him for an hour and a half, and he's still... His car is still almost where he began. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's messing me up the most is the timing doesn't add up. Right. The locations make sense. The timing doesn't make sense. Because it would make sense if he left Canby, went off the road, and Porter started walking or driving a little further. Yeah, but me and Shauna looked it up, and he could not... Like, okay, so from Canby to Taunton, walked from Canby to Taunton, it would have been a six hour walk. It would have been longer. Well, he would have been walking from Canby. His car was found in Porter at the border. Okay, so. Right, but that's still, if you do the math, it's way longer than an hour and a half walk. Well, even then, he stood by his car all up until two. Like 30 a.m. Yeah. yeah. He stayed by his car. My question is, so the the people who say when he left this party, are they guessing or do they know? They know he he left the party. And do they know that he only had a couple of drinks? There were no drugs involved. Uh, He didn't drink more than they thought. His friends said that they only watched him take a shot of whiskey. And his mom and dad said he was not slurring his speech or intoxicated when they were talking to him. I'm not saying that. I'm saying what if he had taken something and drank because medications and alcohol don't mix well. The dude has a, a blackout or something like that, runs off the road or doesn't realize he's off the road and is passed out in his car for in excess of an hour. And when he comes to, he's coherent He's not in the the bad part of the, you know, drug-alcohol mixture. And he's speaking clearly. So he's been sitting in that spot for an excessive amount of time, enough time for someone to drive by and see him. And then he's on the phone with his parents after that. But he doesn't know where he is because he had been passed out. Okay, so that theory could very well be a thing. But that doesn't change the fact that from Porter to Taunton, a 48-minute phone call wouldn't suffice as enough time to get there. 
Well, what if he was walking back towards Porter? But he had to have made it to Taunton. He had to have physically made it to Taunton because that's, that's where, where his, his cell, cell phone, phone pinged. So he had to have walked through Taunton at, or been in Taunton at one point in time. But Did he they? had stayed by his car from two, for, for almost 45 minutes before he decided to start, start walking. walking. To Taunton from where he was at, he which was... I mean, he wasn't walking. He wasn't walking towards Taunton, though, that he thought he thought he was was walking walking towards Lind. He thought he was had driven close to Lind. Right. Well, in my mind, that's further evidence that he didn't exactly he wasn't thinking clearly. Which, you know, you're absolutely correct. The the only problem for me is that he could have hit his head. When he went into the ditch. Or that. It's possible. Because there is, like, a big thing that people point out, and I don't know if Shauna's going to point it out, and I'm not trying to ruin her case, but he was, like, medically, legally blind in one eye and left his eyeglasses in his car when he took off walking. That could be another reason why he thought that Taunton was Lind. I'm going to I think he get only on to this. He, I think he only thought that Taunton was Lind because of lights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wasn't, he had no clue where the hell he was at. Which, right, doesn't make sense. Which doesn't make sense because I've lived here almost my whole damn life. He's driven that a million times because he goes to school in one spot and he his parents live in another spot. So he's driven that a billion times. So either he, Bobby's right, he was drugged. Or when he went off into that ditch, he hit his head really damn hard. It depends on how familiar he is with that area in the dark. Because you can drive the same area during the day every day and then be there at night and it looks like a completely different place. I understand that. Totally different. Yeah. But either way, I'm thinking that time he was in his car. Yeah, doing something. Not... He was unconscious in his car. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. Right. He was either sleeping or like knocked out. Either he hit his head or there was some kind of drug reaction or alcohol reaction. Either way. The only reason why the drug reaction thing doesn't make sense to me is because everyone at this party he knew and they were his friends. And Well, it's not that necessarily with a drug reaction it's any he, was he on any type of medication it's been reported no Mm-mm. not that anyone knew about he was not on any kind of medication it wasn't necessarily saying that someone drugged him but if he took a prescription drug of some kind that doesn't mix well with alcohol could have been a fucking allergy medicine. I mean, the guy could have... Yeah, it could have been allergy medicine. Could have mm-hmm. been celebrating a little too hard and taking a Xanax and had a shot. And, I mean, that could really mess someone up. Well, we're never going to know. Well, I won't say never, but Sean we don't know yet. tell us the rest of the story. We're probably not going to know. There's, and there's reasons for that. Stay okay. hopeful. <laughs> so, the car was found on Highway 68 in a ditch with no damage yeah the front tires were were just not on the ground which is why i couldn't get it out it's a chevy lumina or something yeah it was a Mm -hmm. chevy lumina um the glasses were left behind and he is legally blind in his left eye because it was on the lincoln county line the sheriff there which was zach vizeki vizeki Joined in the search for Brandon. So now we have two 
of the three counties looking. He said that uh, he couldn't pick up any tracks of him walking in any one direction because it was like super grassy so there would have been none nothing to leave it was either grassy or gravelly and either way you're not leaving footprints um question when they pulled the phone record did it say what time his phone pinged in taunton it didn't because that that could make a big difference because he could have legitimately tried to walk from where he was to taunton I don't know how many miles that is between Porter and Taunton. It's a lot. I think me and Shauna looked it up, and it would take six hours to walk there. Well, that's that's like from four hours. Canby to Taunton. It from Canby to Taunton is six hour walk, six and a half, and then so Porter being about midway th- to each one of those. It would probably be about two and a half hour walk. Right, which he even if he left the car as soon as he called his parents, that's only forty eight minutes. Impossible. He it's was impossible. saying he was saying like he did it before he called his parents. Like he walked there and then was like shit, there's no town and then started walking back towards his car, but if that was the case, then I don't think he would have walked the way he did. Supposedly walked the yeah. way he did. Supposedly. Everything is a supposed yeah, in this, they don't this know case. Shit. So, here's what makes it even harder, though, Bobby, is because his cell phone had also pinged the tower along Route 3 and 10, which was around the town of Minota along 68. So, he was not only in Taunton, but Minota. Which is past Taunton from where his car was, because his car was on 68 northwest of Taunton. Mm-hmm. So past Taunton if you're heading towards Canby. And Minota is before Taunton if you're heading from Marshall to Canby. Yep. Probably about the same distance from Taunton as Porter is. So why didn't his phone ping in Porter is my next question. If that's where he was when he called his parents was around Porter, it would have pinged in Porter. Yeah, it's hard to... Without knowing the times that they were pinged in those counties... Or those towns, it's kind of rough because it were they getting pinged in those locations while he was on the phone with his parents, or were they getting pinged before that time? When he was on or his way after to the party. that time. I do have a theory. I really do. Because I mean, if he could have been the way they make it seem is like it was happening from the time his car went into the ditch to the time his parents couldn't find him. Like from the time he went, oh shit. Yeah, f- that's when the they he, make it he, happen. Like, those records are from the time he drove his car into a ditch to the time he went, oh, shit. And the phone, and the phone just drop, dropped. Drop call. They say the phone calls are within that time period. Okay, continue the story. Yes. Okay. So they looked further into that and found that his cell phone was five miles from the tower it had pinged in Monona, which put him closer to the Yellow Medicine County line. So then that police department also joined it. Okay. So now we have all three. The Yellow Medicine County line runs straight through Porter. Right. But at the same time... You're going, you have to go back to how the fuck did this kid's phone ping in Taunton and Monona, but not in Porter. That is my point. 
why didn't it ping in Porter? If he was clearly in Porter, it should have pinged off of a Porter Tower. Unless they don't have one. I highly fucking doubt <laughs> I'm they just trying didn't to have think, one. I don't know. Because it makes only it, gets That weirder. makes it sound as if he wasn't actually, like, following 68 while he was walking, but he was going, well, like, nobody, in a straight line. Yeah, nobody thinks he was following 68 when he was That walking. he was walking, f- like, in a straight line from Porter to Cottonwood. Like, he was walking in that direction, Which in a straight line. following along the Yellow Medicine County line. Because then it should still ping in Totten and Minota. Because he would be technically walking through the outskirts of those towns. But that brings me back to my point. He called his parents while in Porter. It would have pinged in Porter. Because as soon as you, even back Unless then, as soon just as you literally was like your phone and hit dial, it's going to ping off the closest tower to you. And the closest tower should have been in Porter, where his car was. That's what that's what makes it difficult. Unless it did, and they just never said it's ridiculous. But it does say that he most likely took a shortcut, and we'll talk about what he could have ran into on this shortcut. So Joel said that he could see a red light on a grain elevator that was in Taunton, and Brandon could have mistaken that for lights of Lind. So, I'm assuming that if it is possible that he did just walk from Porter to Taunton, as he got closer to Taunton, he could see these lights. I don't know, though, because that's what makes this case stupid difficult. And when you bring in the water... Yep, it gets worse. It gets worse. They did ground searches, aerial searches, and brought in search dogs. Bloodhounds picked up a scent trail, which led to Yellow Medicine River... Which also, at one point, couldn't find it, hits what's called Mud Creek. It's it's a creek that it's called Mud Creek. So it, like, enters Mud Creek. And Yellow Medicine River is, like, literally all around it, it really, the, that It really area. is. There's Yellow Medicine River, South Yellow Medicine River, North Medicine River. Like, there's so many. And so... Is it just Yellow Medicine River? That matters. Because then that puts him literally, I'm pretty sure, in Porter, specifically. Okay, I'm looking at it now. North uh, Branch, Yellow. so Yellow Medicine River runs across 68. Yep. Um, right in between, or a little bit closer to Porter, but it's, it's damn near dead center between Porter and Minota. Right, but where's Mud Creek? Yeah, I Yellow couldn't Mud find River. it. Um, hold on, let me... Alright, so here's Mud Creek. Mud Creek is actually north. It starts, like, just north of Porter and runs uh, just past north of Taunton. It runs almost completely uh, east and west. It doesn't really go north or south much. And it's all of it is north of 68 okay well that's where the dogs picked up his scent dogs picked up his scent okay so that's what i was saying he was walking like basically he was walking more north like he was attempting to go in a straight line i already know what i order i already have a belief in this case of what happened to him i also have a theory of what might have happened to him so if he was 
driving, if he hadn't quite gotten to Porter and he turned off on State Highway, it looks like, well, it's 180th Avenue is the name of the street. Um, and just kept going down 180th Avenue, he would actually cross Mud Creek just north of Porter and would continue on till 30th Street, which stops at Burton Lake, well, which kn- is directly north of Minota. Well, we know he walked at some point because that's what these dogs are alerting on, which they did actually alert. Like, they found a dead body, but yeah, the police... Couldn't find any human remains there. Brandon had talked to his dad about seeing fences and hearing water. So this put the thought in everyone's head that he could have just walked into the river and or the creek and just drowned. Like, that's why he said, oh shit, was he fell in, dropped his phone on the bank and fell in. And he could have drowned or he could have gotten out and it was 40 degrees. So it would have been cold enough for him to ultimately freeze to death if he was walking. That's my theory. Except I still, if if he, if my theory of him getting attacked by bear <laughs> didn't hold up because there would have been bones and blood. Yeah, except he, there would have been. Do blood you want bones. me to tell you my theory right now before you finish your story? Hold I'm on. holding it in. Hold on. Police decided to start boat searches along with foot searches, horse searches. They even took ATVs out by this river and found nothing. Even after they had decided to end the original search, Sheriff uh, Vizeki spent the next 30 days walking two miles every day on the yellow, yellow medicine uh, riverbanks to try to find him. That man put in the work. Brandon's parents started leaving the porch light on every night in hopes that Brandon would return or any, you know, thing like that. And they still do this. Police searched uh, in the fall as well, so when the crops had all been harvested, to make it not so hard, you know, trying to search through corn fields and, right. you know. Um, they used dogs again, but they didn't hit on anything. They also searched in the spring, and by this point, they had searched 122 square miles with no sign of Brandon. Minnesota Bureau of Criminal apprehension took over the case in 2010 and they set up a tip line which brought in 90 leads but nothing was found from these leads so with that being said brandon was born january 30th 1989 he went missing on may 14th 2008 he was 5'6 120 pounds brown hair blue eyes and both of his ears were pierced If you have any information, call Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension at 651-793-7000. Now, Now begin. I want to say begin your theories. Some things out. First of all, I left out all of the the theories that he left on his own. That's the only theories I found. I'm not saying you left out theories. I'm saying you left out certain things. Like, one, there's quite a few farms in that area where he went missing that will not allow them to search. Which I did not find that information anywhere. That information is in lots of sources. I was just saying I personally didn't find it, which is why it wasn't included. And since they have no, like, reason to do a search warrant, they're not allowed like they can't just go on that property and search 
There's also things in that area that like, okay, what are they called? You know how like back in the day when they used to dig and put the big giant water tanks under the ground? Like septic tanks? But not really septic tanks because there was like a cistern. Oh, yeah. 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 I know what you're talking about. So there's a lot of those in that area that are old and crappy, which people think he could have fallen down into. But it's like he uh, said that he could have fallen into a well. But my theory is, which is what a lot of people believe, especially if you go and read it, read it is that he fell in that creek, climbed out, was wet. It's 40 degrees he started succumbing to hypothermia, died on one of these properties that they won't let them search, and was pretty much, like, ran over by farm equipment, which would explain why nobody found him, because there was a search done where dogs did hit on farm equipment, but they weren't allowed to search that guy's property because he wouldn't consent to it, and it wasn't enough to get a search warrant. See, I have a theory that he fell into the river. He fell into the river, but his phone didn't. And it is not uncommon for animals to pick that shit up, which would ping it in Taunton and Monona. I'm just saying. The biggest key to solving this case is to being able to search the farmlands around that area that are not allowed to be, that haven't been allowed to be searched i really don't have much of a theory i feel like my theory only goes as far as something happened with him that made him not aware of exactly where he had been or was when talking to his parents and then beyond that where he went i mean the way that the phone call ended with the oh shit and then you know it makes sense that he would have possibly fallen into water because you say oh shit when you slip and fall and if the phone got wet it could still be on but not usable from his end which would make it so that he's unable to answer these phone calls even though the phone is still technically on but as far as what happened to him after that who knows he could have been swept away in the creek or the river depending on which one he fell into he could have drowned he could have shored up somewhere or Maybe he did have a head injury, and after falling into the water, lost consciousness again. There's any number of things that could have happened to him as soon as that oh shit moment happened. And without any further clues, the farm I mean, equipment it's all guesswork. Yeah, the farm equi- equipment part doesn't make sense to me just on the sheer fact that he, his parents would have heard that over the phone. Mm. No, 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 no. Not that it happened to him that night that he died in a field from hypothermia. And when they did the whole, okay, I'm going to use this farm equipment to take down this these crops, he was ran over by this farm equipment. It's happened a lot, actually, where people have fallen asleep in fields and shit and get ran over by big-ass giant tractors, and it literally gets rid of half of everything because it's sucking in crops and mincing them up and these tractors are huge there yeah i have no idea i've I'm never not worked saying on it was done on purpose so i know absolutely like, zero about farm equipment 
so I can't say. But it and also the cistern I theory makes sense. If he would have said, "Oh shit!" If that would have happened too, and his phone would have not potentially been out of reach if he fell in and dropped his phone trying to catch himself or something yeah and those are things they can't really search it's it's hard to say baby got any input on it any theory no all right well i totally agree with you though that he walked that way that he he walked the only part about that the whole thing about him walking and where he ended up was time for me he had to have been walking long And just because there was no injury his to his car does not mean that he didn't hit his head when that happened. I was just saying, what I was personally saying is, by the time frame, there's no way he was still in the car when he called his parents, or by the car. Especially without there being... I don't understand why they would tell you that the phone pinged in Taunton and Monona, but not in Porter. Like, why that information would have been withheld... So if the phone didn't ping in Porter, I 100% believe that well, when he called his parents, he wasn't there. It's it said, though, Shauna, pull up the the other map for a second, babe. So his car was found just outside of Porter in the Lincoln County in between Porter and Taunton. So it's technically considered Porter, yes, but it was within... Lincoln County, it could have not touched a tower in Porter at all and could have pinged Taunton in that location. It said that his car was found at Lincoln County in Yellow Medicine. Yes, which... No, Porter, I think, sits just above the line. Right. Which would have made the walk, if he's just outside of Porter on that line... Because this line carries over. So it would follow this road here. So that would make him just over four and a half miles, 4.67 miles um, from Taunton. But not even, it's like a half a mile outside of Porter. Which still would make sense to me that it would have pinged in Porter before it ever did in Taunton. I have no idea. It was 2008 also. Exactly. So it depends on where the cell phone towers were. Right. I'm just saying that's my biggest issue. I could be entirely wrong. But for me, that is the biggest issue that I'm where having. Where is the Mud Creek located? It's um, above from Taunton. Taunton. Mud it's Creek is up here. Just north of Yeah, Taunton. it's just north. So here's Porter right here. Here's Taunton, and Mud Creek runs basically from right up here, Mm -hmm. just north of Porter, and then it kind of comes down like this and then curves back up right there and then stops over here just north of this little lake here. So pretty much it's all in the Yellow Medicine County, from what I can tell the whole thing, and basically runs east to west. Then I feel like... Right here. So it stops before it even gets to Minota, Minota? Yeah, but that's all Mud Creek. So there's a little offshoot that runs down to Yellow Medicine River. That's this here. Which is, that's where they said he was. Was where Yellow Medicine River and Mud Creek, yeah, kind of intersect. Which is yeah. pretty much in between Taunton and Minota, but like north. Yeah, so he was walking a straight line from Porter, from where his car was. Yeah. Not realizing he was going in the complete wrong direction, which is why 
I agree with Bobby. Either something happened before with drugs, or he hit his head really damn hard when he right. went into so the ditch. Here's here's the. He had to have done something to have left his glasses behind. Here's Yellow Medicine River right here, and right in this little thing, this is where Mud Creek meets it. So you're right, right by 130th and 100 or 160th Ave and 150th Ave. So how far is that, real quick, from Route uh, 3 and 10? Okay, so... Because that's where a cell phone pinged, so specifically. So one, one, one 160th is Route 3, and... Or no, I'm sorry, 150th is Route 3. <laughs> I like how we use Bobby for his tr- truck driver brain. 3 and 10 is... My question is, is if it was only 35 minutes from his house, how the hell did it, his parents not make it from one place to the other in 45 minutes? It wasn't that they didn't. It was that they were, I would assume, trying to drive slower to see him in the dark. Okay, okay. true, I guess. So, right here is 3 and 10. That's where his cell phone pinged. Which is directly fucking north of Minota. And by any water? Um, it looks like just south of the Yellow Medicine River. That's an intersection. So 3 and 10 is right here, and it is, here's the Yellow Medicine River, not even a block away. So chances are he fell in the damn river. And either he climbed out and passed away, or he got swept away down the river, because we don't know how fast you know the what? river... It's 2,700 feet. Don't know how fast that river flows. Who's to say that the water immediately killed his phone? Yeah, that's what Bobby was saying. He could have he could have fallen in further up the river. Oh yeah, and it got swept there. Actually, yeah. it would be a bridge. There's a bridge that crosses over it right there, from where his phone pinged to where the river is, and there's a bridge over the river right at that point. Pretty pretty much, we're gonna have to get a printed out map, some. <laughs> Red, uh, red yarn. yarn and some sticky tacks <laughs> and solve this case. Well, I mean, it's definitely interesting, but yeah, he went on a nice little hike, seems like. Yeah, in 40 degree weather, yeah. and if at any point he was wet. 2,700 feet is, what, about a half a mile? Yeah. So if he walked, he's about a half, a half mile south of that river. The only, my only issue is... The fact that they say that he was at his car at 2.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. That is my only issue. There's no way. There's no way that he was still with his car when he was talking to his parents. Because of the amount of time it would take to walk. Even shortcutting it from one place to another is just ridiculous. And not actually just like following major roads. You right. know what actually makes a lot of fucking sense? So where this is, if that's where his phone pinged, let's just say that he had actually, where his um, car was on that county line, if he would have walked down, what, 16, he would have ended up, it's like a straight fucking line. If he's walking along the damn county line, if he's right on the county line, it would have been, what, eight, eight miles from where the county line is where it crosses 68 to right there the last place his phone pinged right which well his phone pinged at this down here which is a mile south of that so if he would have walked straight across this road straight straight down this road it's a straight line 
all the way to that intersection where he's right above the river. He would have crossed over Mud Creek right here. That's Mud Creek. That's just a culvert that runs under the road. That's not even a bridge. He could have easily fallen in right there. And he thinks he's walking down 68 and he's walking up 16. And that would make sense why he would also ping in Taunton and Minota. Yeah. Well, Minnesota, I think we solved your, your mystery. No, we didn't. We didn't solve anything, <laughs> but we haven't found him. Well, if you know anything, reach out to that number with any information that you know about this young man's disappearance. And, yeah. So, if you enjoyed today's enjoyed today's episode... Make sure you let us know, leave us five stars, leave a review wherever you're listening, share it with your friends, your family, whoever, so they can hear this kid's story. And uh, if there's a case that you want to hear on the show, send it to our email, missingmurderedhaunted at gmail.com. Any final thoughts, anybody? No. 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 All right. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. 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 Bye.